glory to his name. And we're going to begin our Sunday school this morning. Um, our topic is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Today is Sunday, August 30th, and our Sunday school begins at 10 a.m. We thank and praise God for all of you who are here. We just thank and praise God that we are persevering. We are pressing on the upward way. Again, our topic, Amen. Revelation of Jesus Christ. Today we want to read from Matthew chapter 27, verse 37, concerning Jesus and the revelation of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 27, verse 37. And it reads on this. Read? Yes, sir. Absolutely. You read for me today. I'd appreciate it. No problem. Matthew chapter 27, reading from verse 37. And set over his head his accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Amen. Then were there two Yes, go ahead. Crucified with him, one on the right hand and another on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads, and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple, and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking him, with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. Okay, if he be the you. king of Israel, mm -hmm. let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. Amen. Thank you, sir. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? Who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ was manifested in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. He was believed on in the world and he was received up into glory as God. God was manifested in the flesh. He came unto his own and his own received him not. Here it was. He came to Israel and they accused him. They accused him of making himself a king. Jesus said, to this end was I born. So what did they do in Matthew chapter 27 verse 37? They set up over his head his accusation. They accused him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. What does that mean? What does that mean is accusation? They accused him of being a king and they said, here is what happened to anybody who claim to be a king. Here is what is going to happen to you. So look, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. In second, in I beg your pardon, in First Samuel chapter eight, verses four through seven, we find the rejecting of the rule of God. First Samuel chapter eight, verses four through seven. Do you have it, sir? Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. 
But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto God, unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. So what we have here, as I said to you previously, they accused Jesus of being a king. And they crucified him, lifted him up on a cross, and showed the world, if you say you are a king, here is what is going to happen to you. But it's important that we understand that the story did not start then. The story did not start with Jesus being crucified. The story started way back in heaven. God created all things for his own pleasure. It says in 1 Samuel chapter 8, Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together. They would gather together and they came to Samuel. They came to the prophet, unto Ramah, and said unto him, Hey man, you know you're old. You are old. And your sons, they walk not in your ways. Your sons, they're not Christians like you. They're not behaving like you. He says, make us a king. Make us a king to judge us. They had begun to look around. They had begun to see the traditions of the world, the way the world operated and the things of the world. They said, make us a king to judge us like the nations, like everybody else. They wanted to be like everybody else. But God had told them that you are a nation, you're a kingdom of priests. They said, hey, give us a king to judge us. Samuel was their judge. God had set him in place. All God's ways are judgment. And God was judging the nation through Samuel. And God would raise up a judge in his own time. But they wanted to be like everybody else. They got impatient. They would not wait upon the Lord. So the thing displeased Samuel. Samuel was displeased when they said, Give us a king to judge us. What did he do? He didn't get upset with the people. He didn't get angry. Samuel was a praying man. Whenever difficulties come upon us, whenever things occur in our lives that we don't understand, that we don't know what we should do, where we should go, it is imperative that we go to pray. Samuel went to prayer. He wasn't deciding on the spur of the moment. He wasn't deciding impulsively. He wasn't deciding based upon his emotions. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. He said, let me hear the voice of God. Let me seek the Lord on what God has to say about this. And the Lord said unto Samuel, listen unto the voice of the people. Go ahead, listen to them in all that they say unto thee. Listen to what they're saying to you. You got to learn how to watch and listen and hear and observe. It's a new relationship. It's a relationship that God is molding us as leaders. We have to learn how to see things afar off, hear things afar off, begin to perceive things, and then go to the Lord in prayer that we might get a better understanding. The Lord said, listen to them. So let me tell you something. They have not rejected thee. They yes. have not rejected thee. 
He said, but they have rejected me. Why? Because I put you there. God was the one that put Samuel there. God, he knows our thoughts. He knows the way that we have taken. All things are of God. Every single thing we experience, everything we know is of God. And he had placed Samuel there. He had placed Samuel's son there. He had caused Samuel to grow whole. And they had not rejected Samuel, but they had rejected the Lord. Why? That I should not reign over them. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Look! Look what we did. We have no king but Caesar, they said. And look at what we did to this fellow claiming to be a king. Next passage, sir. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 17. Chapter 15. Verse 17, yes. Verse 17. Amen. And he reasoned this wise. And Samuel said, when thou was little in thine own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribe of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. Amen. And Samuel said, When thou was little in thine own sight, when you saw yourself first, Saul, when you saw yourself when the Lord sent me to you, you had humility, you were humble. Yeah. You hid among the stuff. Samuel, when thou was little in thine own sight, was not thou made the head of the tribes of Israel? But now he began to see himself on the throne with armies, with horsemen. He lost his humility. He lost his meekness. He lost, amen, he yes. began to develop and receive the spirit of the adversary. Yes. He began to become proud. But in humility, the Lord anointed Saul king over Israel. Yes. And then what? Daniel chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. Daniel chapter 4 verses 16 to 18. Sister Paul, do you have but, a question? But that proud spirit will always be among us. Take for example the show that yes. we were watching last night. Yes. And how that guy was I, I build this and I. So mm -hmm. that proud spirit will always be among us here on earth. And that is absolutely correct. The spirit of pride yeah. will always be, among, be us. among us. But we have to remember one thing. There are seven spirits of God, but one Holy Spirit. Amen. Within the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. If we walk in the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, yes. we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. We will not become proud, boastful, angry, filled with wrath and strife because all the spirits come from God. He's the father of spirits. He is the, he's going to send the spirit. So he tells us, he tells us in advance that we should resist the devil. Resist that spirit of pride. When we find ourselves in positions, in places, we seek the counsel of the old men, the counsel of men that have gone that way before. And they'll tell us that you have to resist that 
spirit of pride because heavy lies the head that wears the crown. A lot of times people don't understand. They believe that, yes, I got a crown on my head, but the head with the crown cannot sleep. The head with the crown cannot sleep for heavy lies the head that wears the crown. So when he was small in his own sight, Pride had not taken a hold of him. He was not trusting in his own strength, but he was trusting in the Lord. So the Lord is saying, continue to walk and trust in my spirit. Continue to walk in my ways. But he neglected God. So there we come to Daniel chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. Amen. And the reason this wise, let his heart be chained from man's and let a beast's heart be given unto him, and let seven times pass over him. This matter is by the decree of the watchers, and the demand by the word of the holy ones, to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will, and setteth up over it the basis of men so here we have a changing of the heart a changing of the heart when thou was little in thine own sight was thou not made head of the tribes of Israel when he couldn't help himself when God was his help when God was his strength when he depended on God God made him king over Israel but now his heart began to change. Let his heart be changed. Look at this. From a man's heart and let a beast's heart be given unto him. The Bible says, the beasts which thou sawest are kings. You will find that men will have the heart of humility, the heart of manifestation, the heart of manifesting God. But when they find themselves in power, their heart begins to change to a powerful heart. I'm no president. I'm no king. I'm no governor. So the word says, let his heart be changed from a manifestation of the Spirit of God from a manifestation, that's where the word man come from, from a showing of God on the inside to a beast's heart, the heart of the rest of the nations that carry the sword and the shield and the way the rest of the nations act. That's how Israel wanted to act. I'm going to start acting like them. I'm going to start behaving like them. So the heart that he came to the party with, he left with a different heart. He left with a different mind. He left with a different thinking. Here is so I got to dress. I got to dress up my army and put them in fatigues. And I got to get a sword and shield and spear and all of that. When the Lord was his guide, the Lord was his shield. The Lord was his sword. The Lord was everything to him. But he wanted to be like everybody else. He wanted to be like the nations. So he forgot the heart of God. He forgot the covering. Who told thee that thou was naked? Naked. Who told you that you didn't have a sword? Who told you you didn't have a shield? Who told you you didn't have an army? Oh, 
I looked around and I saw the nations. He saw the nations and he wanted to be like the nations. So now his heart started changing. His thinking started to change. His mind started to change. He wanna be like. So the manifestation of the Spirit of God, that's where that word man comes from. Let us make man manifest the Spirit of God. It's changed to a heart of authoritarianism. A heart of dictatorship. A heart wanting to be like God. A heart wanting to set his throne above the stars of God. A heart wanting to be powerful like everybody else. Not a heart through which God could manifest himself. So his heart was changed. And he was given the heart of a beast. Then the word came, this matter is by the decree of the watchers. God, the eyes of the Lord, run to and fro through the earth. God sees us. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. Who is singing about? Not Santa Claus. They trying to fool you. They have been deceiving little children from birth. You better watch out. You better not pout. They try to deceive you and sow the seeds of the seed in children. This matters by decree of the watchers and by the demand, by the word of the holy ones. Why? To the intent. To the intent that the living may know that the most high. You want to read that again for me, Bishop, verse 17? Yes. Verse 17. This matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over the beast the basis of men. So there's a problem. Here's what the problem is. The problem is people forget who is in charge. People have been forgetting since Adam who is in charge. A lot of people read the story of Adam and Eve and thought they talking about eating vegetables and fruit. Not so. From the days of Adam and Eve, people forgot who is in charge. Adam was first formed and then Eve. Adam was not deceived. God placed him in the garden to dress it and to keep it and to take care of him. But when a usurpation of authority came, then disobedience entered. When authority is being usurped, there's a breakdown in authority, then you run into problems. The, they let them know that the most high ruled in the kingdom of men. God was in charge of the garden of Eden. God said don't do it. It doesn't matter what different individuals will come and say and present and offer rationalization and educated opinion, intellectual arguments and all the learning of the Ivy Leagues. God's authority stand. He set the sun in place. He set the moon in its place. He set the boundaries for the sea. And God said leave it alone. 
that the living may know that the most I rule it in the kingdom of men. So then they start fool people. No, you can do whatever you want, God. Oh, no. And they start fooling mankind, telling mankind, you can do what? No, you can't. The Bible says the most high rule it in the kingdom of men. To rule is to lay down lines, regulations, borders, statutes, ways of operation. The most high rule it in the kingdom of men. Listen to this. And give it to whomsoever he will. He did not set it under the dominion of angels. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. But what did God do? He crowned him with glory and honor. Satan been trying to take the crown off the head of man from time immemorial. We're not subject to angels. He gave us dominion over the works of his hand. He put all things under his feet. So God said authority in the world. That the living may know that the most high is God that ruleth in the kingdom of men and he giveth it to whomsoever he will and set it up over it the basis of men. Your sons are old. You're old. Your sons don't do like you do. They're not saved like you save. But it is the ordinance of God. David was a man after God's own heart. Jesus was a descendant of David so this man might not walk the way you think he should walk he might not talk the way you think he should talk but he said don't touch my anointed do my prophet no harm no we don't want him because he's old and his sons don't do like him so now we come to Revelation chapter 12 verses 3 and 4 the spirit that deceives devours and destroys Revelation chapter 12 verses 3 and 4 Amen. Verses 3. And there appeared unto, and there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered. For to de devour her child as soon as it was born. So here we have, and we must understand that the Most High God ruleth in the kingdom of men. God is spirit, but He formed man out of the dust of the earth. But that does not negate the rule of God. He formed manifestation out of the dust of the earth. God is spirit. He rules by his spirit. When man fell, another wonder appeared in heaven. Man had disobeyed. So another spirit showed up on the scene. A great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head another authority another power another representation of something heavenly something spiritual don't make because pe people speak heavenly language and heavenly argument they fool you Focus. oh oh it's so spiritual let us worship jesus say you worship you know not what 
Hey, let everybody worship. Worship what? We have to begin to think. There appeared another wonder in heaven. In heaven! Another wonder. What was it? A great red dragon having seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. His tail drew the third part of the stars, of the angels of heaven, and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman that was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Here he realized that there was going to be a second manifestation. The last Adam, the first Adam had caved in. The first Adam had given in to the wishes of the adversary. And he knew because he was spirit that the last Adam was about to come and he sought to destroy him. So he stood before the woman, the pregnant woman, ready to devour her child. Daniel chapter 2 verse 2 Bishop. Verse 3. Verse 2. Daniel chapter 2 verse 2. Verse 2. Yeah. Then the king commanded all the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans for the, to show the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. We must realize that God and the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Not so here. The king in his earthly realm and rule had a bunch of people, the diviners, you know they say they have doctors of divinity, they go study theology, they go try to figure out God, not revelation, but divinity, what the king do? He called magicians. Pharaoh called the magicians and the astrologers reading the stars. When you were born, what's going to happen to you? And the next, and the sorcerers, the Obiaman, man, the witches, the workers of iniquity. All those are before the earthly kings and the Chaldeans, those who studied in the Ivy League colleges for to show the king his dreams. They want to know what's going to happen. They don't want revelation. They want divinity. The spirit of divinity. They want a familiar spirit. So they came and stood before the king. A lot of times believers get fooled because they just go, Oh, they told the truth. The young woman with a familiar spirit in the spiritual realm said these men are the servants of the Most High God. The witch of Endor brought up Samuel from the dead and Samuel told Saul what was going to happen to him. We have to see the spirit of Jesus Christ and the testimony of Jesus, testifying about Jesus, is the spirit of prophecy. When people talk about the holy prophetic meeting and you got to pay $39.99 for a prophecy, you know it's false. You know that it's false. You don't got to be afraid. You got to call it as it is. It's false. These are sorcerers. These are astrologers. These are magicians. These are Chaldeans. But not so, say God. And then Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, Bishop. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. Verse 13. 
and he reasoned this why. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And verse 16. Then Herod, when he thought that he was mocked of the wise men, ex was exceeding with exceeding wrath and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coast thereof from two years old and under according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men Amen Revelation 12 verses 3 and 4 tells us about this event it says and there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and it cast them to the ground and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered to devour her child as soon as it was born it was that spirit the spirit of the dragon Satan, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience, manifesting itself in Herod and the kings of the, those times, the chief priests, the scribes, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, waiting to devour and destroy the child Jesus Christ. We have to understand what scripture is telling us. It tells us in prophecy. It tells us in allegories it gives us similes it gives us metaphors he's telling us that Herod with the spirit of dominion the spirit to conquer the spirit of self-rule the spirit of force the spirit of the sword wanted to slay the man Christ Jesus so Mary was told to flee into Egypt we move into our text this morning. It comes from Revelation chapter 13, verses 1 through 18. Revelation, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 18. Go ahead, sir. And I stood upon the seven and saw a beast rise up in the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Continue. And the beast that saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, and his seat, and great authority. Amen. And I, so amen. what we understand, we understand that previously we were shown these beasts and a description of them, the leopard, the lion and the bear and the scripture tells us that these are the kings from ancient time the king of Grecia the king of Persia and the king of Babylon it tells us who these beasts are the same beasts manifest themselves in different ways in the latter times it says and I stood upon the sand of the sea I am right on the edge between humanity and nations. 
between people. The sea represents people. And the earth represents nations. And there was a coming together of the toes of the bees. The toes of clay and iron. It cannot hold together just like the sea and the shore will not join together it's always coming and going and the sand is right there it wasn't holding together so i stood up on the sand of the sea and i saw a beast rise up out of the sea out of the people rose up an animalistic behaving individual with authority having seven heads and ten horns and upon his horns ten crowns and upon his heads the names of blasphemy we have to understand even religious institutions out of the people arose a religion out of the people arose another form of worship the lord had sent his apostles and his disciples out into the world as humanity as men apostles to teach and preach but here arose an institutional church an institution semblance of the old time power coming up seeking dominion over the people what was it the beast was like unto a leopard his feet was the feet of a bear and his mouth the mouth of a lion and it was the dragon it was the spirit of satan that gave him his power his seed and great authority are there any questions are there any questions explain a little bit more yes with regards to the sea representation of people okay and the land nation okay now the Bible tells us the waters which thou sawest are nations and peoples and tongues and languages. And we're going to show you that from the scriptures in Revelation. The waters that you saw are nations and tongues and languages and people. So he is telling you previously that people are going to be symbolized as fluid changeable their minds can change they can be influenced by things that happen to them one of the sons of uh, Jacob was described as being unstable like water rubid why because people the Bible says must not be tossed to and fro with what every wind of doctrine what does the sea do though the sea is tossed to and fro with every wind that moves upon it so here he's saying i stood upon you notice where you were standing upon the sand now the sand is not the place that the church stands on sand erodes the water flows through it but it does not add ear together it does not hold you cannot use the sand from the seashore to build a house because it will not hold together it will whenever it get wet fall apart so that's why the systems that they have in this world one of the people and one of authority the system of authority came from the old roman empire the people had begun to come into the roman empire 
but they would not adhere to the system of the beast. So the Roman Empire turned around and said, okay, we will adopt ourselves to the people. They would begin to present themselves as a woman dressed in fine linen so that they might deceive the people. So the beast which thou saw was a leopard. It had a head of gold, breastplate of silver, thigh of brass, and feet of iron. But the toes was where the clay and the iron begin to mix together. But iron and clay cannot bond together. There is not any chemical reason why those should bond together. So they were always in turmoil. So the sea, water, is represented. And I will show that the waters that thou sawest are people and tongues and nations. So he told us that. Is that clear, sir? I will provide you the scripture in a few minutes. Yeah. And I think you know the scripture that says, the waters that thou sawest, nations, tongues, languages, and people. So the beast was like unto a leopard. His feet was the feet of a bear. His mouth the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, his seat, and authority. So this beast was a composite of all the previous empires. The Babylonian Empire, the Grecian Empire, the Persian Empire. It was a composite of all those that had previously gone by, but now it was manifesting itself as a different beast, one of iron. It had elements of all the others that had gone forth, but now it was manifesting itself in a different way. Verses 3 through... Verses 3 through 6, sir. And I saw one of his hands as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. Verse 4. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with the beast, with, with him? Verse 5. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. Verse 6. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. So this beast, when we look at it, you see its behavior, its character, the things that happened to it. One of the heads was, as it were, wounded to death. There was a war and this element of it was basically destroyed but that deadly wound was healed. It recovered from that. And then the rest of the world began to be amazed. How did this beast recover from such a wound? How could this nation recover from what had happened to it? The people began to worship the dragon. They began to worship the adversary through disobedience. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. Is the spirit that worketh in the children that choose to disobey God. They worship the dragon because it is a dragon that gave power unto these kings. And they worship the king. They give, see them get political and they carry on and they are so involved. That's why the Lord 
guided us away from that stuff saying we have no king but Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is Lord they are corrupt on every side both the Sadducees and the Pharisees are corrupt he said come out from among them and be separate the religious the chief priests and the scribes were corrupt the Sadducees were corrupt the Sanhedrin was corrupt the Pharisees were corrupt they were corrupt and Jesus Christ walked out of the temple and he said, you see, all these buildings and stone, they shall not be left here standing one stone upon another that shall not be cast down. When Herod came to him, he rejected Herod. When Pilate, he rejected Pilate. So some folks say, oh, they are Christian and they have to choose. Bible says we are a holy nation. We are a royal priesthood. We are a peculiar people. We have a king and his name is Jesus Christ. We must stay with him. We cannot get involved in the affairs of this world because we look for a city whose builder and maker is God. You can't be looking up and looking around and down at the same time. When you have your eyes on Jesus and you keep your eyes on Jesus, you're not going to look at the storms and the winds and the waves or else you are going to sink. You have to keep your eyes stayed on Jesus. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. For God so loved the world. We got to love the whole world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. We are a peculiar people. We are a holy nation. We are a nation of kings and priests. You can't have two kings in one kingdom. That's right. You cannot have two kings in one kingdom. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. So we have to choose where we want to rule. The Bible says, absolutely, please do. But it also said, Revelation, he said, I see, I saw a new heaven and a new exactly. earth. Exactly. The whole earth will be passed away. Um, if we keep putting our trust in things of this earth, then what we are doing, we are submitting ourselves to the ordinances and the things of this earth. Yes, mm -hmm. we must obey law. We must obey uh, the ordinance in terms of law and follow the law. But we should not submit ourselves unto exactly this worldly, this worldly kingdom. Amen. Because it was going to pass away. It must pass away. Amen. Now, if you look at Revelation chapter 17... Verse 15. Could you read it for me, Bishop? Revelation 17. Verse 15. Verse 15. Verse 15. And he said unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. Okay. So when he says, And I stood upon the sea. Here it is. The whore. The world religion mix up with every nation rest upon the nations of the world he said and he said unto me the waters the people thou sawest where the war sitteth are what peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues so that Roman Empire sit upon those people and portray a religious Form, a form of godliness but is denying the power of God 
is seeking to promote the ways of the devil. So there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. So they have their term of office in the political system where every certain amount of time they run an election. In Jamaica, they're getting ready to run election. In various nations, when their 42 months is up, they got to run again. That's right. So they are given a limited power. But Jesus Christ, his kingdom is forever and ever. So if you choose to get involved in the kingdoms of this world, you can't be, you cannot serve God and mammon. So when you say, give me a coin, and somebody said, okay, where's the coin? And they brought him a coin. He said, whose head a superscription is on it? They say Caesar. Then he says, render to Caesar the things which belong to Caesar and to God the things. So we are made in the image and likeness of God. So we must serve God. But always remember, whenever you stretch out your hand, in your hand, is the image and likeness of Caesar. The beast that thou sawest are kings. So you have to understand what he's telling you. He says finally, verse 6, and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. So they're going to blaspheme the name of God. And as you look around, you see the various nations, the laws, the rules, the regulations that they make, the things that they do, what is legal for them and what is right and what is wrong, things that are in opposition to God. So we're going to stop here. We will resume next week. Our time is far gone. Are there any questions? If there be no questions, we're going to ask Bishop. It's into your hands, sir. Praise the Lord. Praise Let us close in prayer. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for enlightenment. We thank you for uh, the education of our minds. Oh God, we pray as this word goes forward that somebody was blessed, somebody had received it in your heart and kept it in your heart. Lord, you said if we keep our word, our words in our hearts, we will not sin against thee. And this morning we want to honor you and glorify you for what you have done for us. As we move forward into our next segment of worship, God, I pray you will come down in your spirit. Lord, I pray you will send in your anointing and bless every soul and every heart that is open unto you. Guide with us, O oh God. Let's remain in the with of Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Give me one second, Sister Paula. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We 